welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. Boris, how are you? I'm very good, and you? I cannot wait to hear your highlight. I'm so excited, because I kind of know what it is. I really could throw you off now. Highlight is I found a really great new coffee shop. Oh, please, please. I don't Um, that. What is your highlight of the week? The highlight of the week was I went to the Pines Party. Okay, do tell. um, Which is this historic party in the Pines in Fire Island, which is out in Long Island. Okay. It's been happening every year for the last 30-odd years, uh, since the 1970s, and it basically goes on throughout the entire night. Starts at around 10 o'clock, but doesn't really get going till midnight, and then goes all the way until about 8 in the morning. Wow. And then it continues indoors from about 8 till 12. Ew. Yeah, so it's pretty intense. Um, But this year was the second time in Pines Party history that the party was disrupted by heavy rain. Oh, wow. So what happened? So it was a real killer. Um, (laughs) Because everyone arrived. I arrived on... And it was pouring with rain. I had to, like, run into the Pines party, and it's open. It's under the stars. But it was just heavy downpour. It was cold. It was windy. Everyone was, like, huddled up under these, like, little makeshift tents where the bars were out. So the, all the drinks ran out really quickly, all the cups ran out really quickly because everyone was just standing there with nothing to do. And y'all were in costume, right? What most people in yeah. costume? Is Most, like, either costume or like essentially naked. And this is a gay party, right? This is a very gay party. All right. um, <laughs> like all men, no lesbians, no. I nothing. saw there was a few women like at the coat check kind of area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw one old lady there who was dancing around topless. Which I was like, oh, nice to see your saggy boobs. Okay, shade that you just threw. Um, yeah, I mean, not like if she didn't have saggy boobs, you would be interested in her because that is true. So saggy boobs away. But you had a good time overall. Yes. So by three o'clock, the rain stopped. Three a.m. and I had fun, met some interesting people. Would you go back next year? Yes, in the hope that it doesn't rain. Okay. I mean, this party is expensive. I can't believe it's an all night party. It sounds dreadful. Like I can't even imagine. I think I was one of the few people not on. Oh, on drugs. On drugs. Oh, see, yeah, I can't. Which kind of upset me because I realized half the people I introduced myself to and I have great <laughs> chemistry with are probably not going to know who the hell I am because I was sober and they this, were all. This is um, accurate. Yeah. Wow. Um, and a lot of people end up going to hospital because they were on ecstasy, MDMA. And apparently, the, when it suddenly got really cold and raining, their bodies couldn't function. Really? So I, I never saw or know anyone personally, but a lot of friends of mine were like, yeah, X was only there until like. Two in the morning because they had to go to back to the city because yes, which I don't even understand how they did that because the ferry stops running. Yeah, yes, get back on the ferry to go back to the hospital, but you got away. You'll be okay by the time you make it back. I didn't understand. Somebody texted someone at four in the morning, like, "Where are you?" They're like, "Oh, I'm back at Penn Station," because they'd spent like two hours in the med vet thing, and I don't know how they got back to the city, but a lot of people were in the medivet tent and. Uh, I saw a lot of people who took G. Wow. And were like puking everywhere, like running around, acting like beheaded animals. I'm sorry, I don't know what G is. G is GHB, it's the new popular gay drug. Oh, uh, is it? Is yeah, it now? It's scary. And they like, you lose connection with your brain and your body or something, so they make like these animal noises. Ew! It was like the I don't know if that's accurate. I want to research that. You yeah, it, I mean, it looked like it. I didn't know what it was. I was like, that is one aggressive drunk. Like, that drunk is so over the top of something. It's like, no, that's because he's had too much G. Wow. The cool people say it's called g out. 
Uh, anyway. God, anyway. How was your highlight? <laughs> Mine is much more tame than that. Um, <laughs> I went to the Catskills on Saturday for a day. Um, and we went to Woodstock. So well, I, that's where the festival was. I guess. You, oh, you mean the Woodstock? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I'm like, what festival? Um... I have been to Catskills before, but before we went to a house and we stayed over the weekend, but this time we went for a day trip. We went to, I forget the name, but it's like, it's this waterfall, these springs or whatever. Um, we did like a little hike. Um, we went to Woodstock for dinner. It was a fun time. I went with th- four other people and it was a really, really good time. Um, I would go back and... Uh, for another day trip? What do you think is better for a weekend? I would do a day trip. Um, Did it make you too tired? Yeah, but I didn't drive, so I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> so you just slept in the car? No, we were all up talking to one another, so it was fine. It was great. What happened is I went out the night before, um, and I gotten sufficient enough rest, like I would have been okay. But you didn't. I didn't, so I came home and fell asleep. So we need to get into our topic for today, which is preserving LGBT spaces. Yes, this what is you, a very exciting topic. I am very excited. I know. I really am. Me too. So it was prompted for me by, um, I know you've mentioned it before, so I'll give you your credit, but Advocate put out an article, um, let me get the name of the article, because um, I guess you're not going to fill time when I'm looking for it. Well, well whatever. <laughs> Preserving LGBT history means saving these spaces. So you're not going to say nothing? <laughs> okay, well, right. so I think what we should do is... Tell me what you think on this, because I was pretty heavy leading the way last podcast. Well, think about what? Huh? I'm supposed to give you my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I had, like, other... Shut up. Because of... Um, I... About what? You mean saving spaces? This article? What yeah, just this whole idea about the gay landscape, because I've done a lot of research. <sighs> I know, you've done so much research. <laughs> no, before I even met you uh, in grad school on preserving gay spaces, but from a, probably a different angle. Okay. So... All right, you want me <laughs> you to speak and then I open my mouth and you want about me to shut up? You are speaking while I'm trying to get my <laughs> words out. Okay, so prior to reading this article, I think like most people, you just get so inundated with like regular day to day stuff, you don't think that much of it. So I, I think prior to us even starting this um, podcast, I don't think I was as aware as I should be on different LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. So for me, I kind of thought, me me personally, I've never felt that I needed to be in a gay space to feel comfortable. Okay. And so with that said, um, I didn't really give it that much thought until recently. And I do think it is very important for us to preserve these spaces because I think until we are welcomed... And we are, I guess I could say, <laughs> integrated in main society. I think that these spaces are needed for our culture. I also think that these places are important for generations and generations and generations to come to know who they are as a person. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so I think is I think to the average person, I would say even like maybe even the heterosexual person, they only see these clubs and these venues or what have you, these spaces as um, very party places, like just like a good time, a bar, but it really has a lot more meaning to it um, than even I 
knew it to be. So, so does that answer your question? I had a question? Well, you yeah, answered when okay. I thought about it. Well, so, <laughs> as, I mean, you kind of just... My point is, you were speaking through that, which you kind of made redundant at the end of it. Ew. No, because you kind of said something which kind of made it answer the question, but you speak very highly of the gay bar. In Who, term- me? Yes, in terms of a safe space. Experience. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But in the entire time I've known you... I've <laughs> never been to a gay bar. That is true, So I when know, you say you didn't realize the importance until now, I was like, well, maybe I'll give you some credit. You will give me some credit. But I still don't think you're going to go to a gay bar. You know what my thing is with gay bars? God, I'm going on a record. I'm probably going to be... <laughs> Executed by the <laughs> Oh, y'all going to send me some Twitter messages. Um, I find them to be... Like, I really like to go to places that feel elevated and feel like an experience. And I don't feel like I really get a full experience when I go to gay clubs. Is that terrible? Like, I don't feel like it's a camaraderie. I don't feel like it is a prideful place. Like, I feel like... You want to be doing dancing around with flags. No, no, but just, like, welcoming. Like, I don't always feel, like, the most welcome. Yeah, I feel comfortable, but, like, I'm... And in a heterosexual bar, you feel people welcome you? Yeah, I mean, people Why? are very Did you nice. come in with a gay privilege? Oh, God, don't you start. Don't you start. He's referred to an old episode. Shut up. Um, no, but, like, I go to places... I know this is going to sound really pretentious and stuff like that, but I go to places that are, like, kind of cool and they have, like I said, like an and experience. Or, I did not say that. Oh, you tried to... <laughs> I'm just working with what you're saying here. I... I don't know. I just felt like the clubs I have been to, and I maybe haven't been to all of them, are a little bit drab. I feel like there's always a stripper of some sort. There's always somebody dancing. There's always the shirtless bartender. I just feel like they're all been there, done that. The only... I'm most interested, and I was actually invited tonight to go to, like, a drag show. Oh. Recently. But of course you um, said you weren't going to go. But then it's like always the two drink minimum and then the plastic cups that they serve drink alcohol in. Like, it's just... Uh, High school. I'm just... I would be really intrigued to go to the San Francisco bars now that I've read this Advocate article. Advocate article. Um, to see what everything's about. Which are now being... These San Francisco bars are bars that are now being revived. Yes. Yes. Just yes. To, Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought you were trying to, like, bitch. No, we, no one else read the article. Yes, okay. <laughs> this is everybody. You don't know their life. Just to fill that in, the, just the article. Talk about the article a little bit. Um, so the article basically goes on to explore how these LGBT institutions were shutting down in San Francisco, which is because of the incredibly high rent, and a group of people uh, rallied together to try and preserve them, and they opened a worker's own bar called The Stud. Okay. Uh, I think that was the name of it. Um, and just to preserve these spaces, seeing them as a really integral part of the gay community and the general idea is that you get rid of these gay bars, gay culture dies. Right. And you agree with that? No, I don't. Really? I, yeah, I really don't. Oh, let's get into that. I thought I was going to be an enemy of the episode, but now it's back on you. Well, just uh, to- I, will say, I will say before you interrupt me... Um, this the stud I think now, which I think is very important, is gonna be, it is now the very first. Um, how did they? I'm looking for it. I'm sorry, guys. Let me see. 
It's the first of its kind, basically. It's the first worker owned. So the worker, bartender owns it. Yeah, the worker owned. Yes, in the United States, which I thought was huge. I think that's amazing. Yes. I guess you don't agree. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's an old model applied to something new. Yes. So why don't you agree with it? So my uh, general. Um, well, first before we get started, I'm sorry. I want to shout out to Nate Albi because I. Like, he's the one that they speak about yes. in the article. And I'm so obsessed with him um, for starting this movement that I even added him on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, Nate, accept me. Um, oh, he didn't accept you yet. I, ju- I literally just did it before we started recording. So, But I think it's great what he's doing with preserving. He started this uh, organization, this nonprofit organization called, give me a second, the Legislative... I need to just have my notes together because I'm mm-hmm. a mess. Um, you said it. Don't start with me. I'm just trying to be sassy. What is it? Do you remember the name of no. it? So I'm going to speak. Um, no, you're not. Number four. Legacy <laughs> Business Foundation. Shout out to Nate Albi. I hope I'm saying that right. And the Legacy Business Foundation, which is a nonprofit. And I will shout it out in the info to this podcast episode. And I would love to work with them in the future because I think it's really important that we preserve these spaces. See, you see me with my change of mind? What you got to say? <laughs> I feel like you hating on me so hard. No, I'm not. Can I change my um, opinion on places? Well, why don't you come to a gay bar with me now without being shady? Let me pick it out, though. I'm sure you have a, <laughs> a great amount of choice. Go ahead. Uh, so, before I go into what I'm going to say, I just want to say that I do very much enjoy gay bars. Without a doubt, I go to gay bars more than I go to heterosexual bars. Absolutely. Um, and I think that whilst a lot of them are, as you described, the majority of them will have a shirtless bartender and whatnot. But, A, since when are you someone who doesn't like looking at shirtless bartenders? I've seen you look at your Instagram. I know, but, like, there's so much more to us than that. Don't you agree? Yes, I agree. Like, there's something in a conversation with someone with a shirt on. Like, I can get with... I can flirt with a guy that is clothed. The patrons don't... The patrons don't take their shirt off. Well, what's that little party you be going to? I get to a bit more extreme You be going to... I recognize that that is... Southern. Southern, no, it's just grammatically incorrect. Oh, but that's how Southern is speak. Don't come for me. Go ahead. Continue with your statement. Um, so anyway, going to what you also just said, there's such a plethora of gay bars with all different vibes. Okay. There's the Hell's Kitchen gay bars, which are catering to one type of crowd. There's, and what crowd is that? Um, more sceny, more bitchy. Right. Um, I don't like it too much. Okay. I still go... Um, the Ritz is my favorite bar in the house kitchen. Then there's that's the place with the outdoor patio on the back. Maybe I think so. It. No, that's uh, the boxes with the outdoor patio on the roof, which is also very nice. You might um oh, go ahead. Never mind. Um, anyway, and then you have the more hardcore underground stuff. You have the more queer stuff like House of Yes in Brooklyn, Battle Hymn, Lady Fags events. Uh, yes, Miss Thing, no all the parties. You yes. better go ahead. Lady Fag is a queen of mine. Uh, I adore her. Uh, shout out to Lady Fag, and as you would say. Um, but um, basically, I think all of this comes down to the fact that people are complaining that they see the collapse of a gay visible space as the collapse of a gay community in the fact that gay men are now more mainstream and lesbians for that matter, mm-hmm. and that they don't need this safe space anymore is the general okay, I'm vibe I'm getting. <laughs> 
So, um, I do think that gay space has never been limited to just gay bars, and it was always easier to pinpoint the gay bar as a space of socialization. But particularly among gay men, there's known cruising spaces, there's gay saunas, there's been gay bathhouses, there's been gay gyms, there's been gay parks, that people in the gay community would know that if you went to you know, a certain part, right. that's where you would meet other gay men. Right. So certainly it's not all about the gay bar, it's not a sign of the gay bar. The, the gay bar's decline isn't a sign of the gay culture dying, which people are always saying. Right, so are you trying to say these other places... Oh, I'm just saying that, like, because they sound kind of seedy. I'm not no, going and, to. A... And they, they are seedy, and they have decreased. There's no more seedy legit... meaning these other places. Yes. That you're talking about, not the. No, well, I understand, and they are. Um... I just want them to understand. You mean you are not the only people? No. <laughs> well, I guess we are the only people in the room. Anyway, continue. Yes, but um, my point is that they are seedy. The New York Department of Health, as far as I know, hasn't lifted its ban on public bathhouses since the age crisis because they are. CD. Okay. But my point is that now the gay space has become more mainstream. We have Grindr, etc. Um, my point is that gay community and gay society has evolved. And it's never been static. And that's the same with any culture. So it's kind of like just modernizing with the times. So gay bars were, in the 50s and 60s, weren't a big thing. They were illegal. Then they became legal. But in that time when they weren't legal... You had the cruising spots, so it's just changing. So I don't think I think it's an evolution of gay culture. I don't think it's a death of gay culture. As nice as it is to preserve, and I would always support that. Clearly, you would. Well, I do. I think it speaks to. But see, I think the only thing I really heard from that that you cited that seemed legitimate to me is the no no shade I promise you no shade but you cited like Grindr and the evolution of Grindr but how about for all the people that don't partake in that like where do they have like what if you go to San Francisco or a city where you don't what if you go to Montana perhaps which may not have I don't know what their gay scene is like but um what what do you do? So like, I'll tell you what you do. You evolve with the modern day times. Oh, and get on Grindr. No, you, you don't even have to get on Grindr. goes against what you believe. No, you don't have to go on Grindr. If you want to be one of those people that, which is also fine, wants to meet gay men in a neighborhood. Okay, what do you do? There's, if there's no um, clubs or anything left. So there's, for example, something called... Um, oh, here we go with the bullshit. Where? Here we What? What is it called? Tell me. Um, Mr. Something. It's an Airbnb for gay men. Uh, Airbnb for gay men. So does that mean you stay with a gay couple got or a gay host? Oh, okay, got and it. And it's catered to gay men who travel. Got so it. if you want to be so shown around, um, you go and see all these things. Um, but also, you have uh, in places like Harlem, you have the ballroom community. So again, the, in the ballroom communities, which are predominantly catering to LGBT people of color. Uh, particularly Latino and black men and trans women, they have these boredom societies where they sort of create these houses where they can sort of be who they want. They're right. phenomenal. Get it. That's a gay space. They're not going to be in there throwing the pride flag. Yes, but wouldn't you say that, like, a place like a bar, these places are kind of a place... Why does it need to be just gay men if the purpose isn't to necessarily hook up or find love? 
Why can't a gay man go to a straight club? For connection purposes. Like, connected with but, someone like them. And, like, you are speaking of all these things that you spoke of, which are absolutely legitimate, but they're all very niche. Like, what if I don't fit into any of those things? But then you can Like, we all about. can connect on a certain level of... I mean, it's, it's... Some people don't like going to bars, period. Some people are sober and they find bars very hard. I know that AA meetings that predominantly cater to gay men are now used for socialization purposes. Right, right. I absolutely agree with that, but that doesn't mean that... I feel like we're just looking for you. Like, where's Courtney going to go? <laughs> she doesn't go to gay bars anyway. It's going to make life difficult. Where do you get to go? No, but like... Yeah, where do I go? Or where does the older gay gentleman go? Like The older gay gentleman go to Jules and, West Philly. And so let's say all the gay places close across the, it's world, sad. the nation. Let's say they close. Yes, and it's sad. What is the safe place? I also think gay people will always create, because we're artists. Um, <laughs> Why you look like that? Okay. I'm just proud of that. <laughs> uh, I, I think that a lot of... Like, for example, the Lady Fags events, Battle Him, Holy Mountain, various other ones throughout time. Um, but those are certain nights. They're certain those nights, night, right, but they're not held in a gay space. But they're on the weekend, they're always jam-packed, they're phenomenal spaces. They're not gay, but gay men go there, they meet there, these events. The bartenders wear shirts or T-shirts. Oh, do they? Yes. Well, it's funny, because from the pictures I've seen well, you... that's the people. With, you are, you're not wearing one. No, like. but, like... That's my prerogative. I like to take my shirt off because it's so hot. Yeah. Um, hot temperature-wise. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Yeah. But, like, women go to that and I know lesbians who go to that. And it doesn't have to be labeled as a gay space. You don't need to have the flag. But gay men will always, or gay people will always go to spaces where they build a repertoire of being accepted and have that acceptance. A lady fag isn't a lesbian. Maybe she identifies as queer. I don't know. So earlier on, you asked me if I felt welcome when I go to all like straight places. I guess you you kind of like play the line. You kind of play the fence. Most people assume you are straight, so you couldn't even answer this question honestly. Okay, let me relate it to being black, and like let me relate it to BET. Do you even know what that is? Of course BET? you don't. Nope, you don't. So BET is a black entertainment television. Okay. Okay, and most people question. Why does that exist? Right. Like, that shouldn't exist. And if there was something white entertainment television, we would all lose it. I mean, that's just called television. But, thank you. The reality <laughs> the reality is, it's all, it's all the other channels that is white entertainment television. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, by the same respect, until gays are welcomed in all spaces, like, I'm sure going to, like, popular clubs like One Oak or Avenue, all these super... I don't want to say posh, but super popular meatpacking style clubs. Gays aren't really, unless you're like super in the industry or whatever, you don't really see a lot of them even in those spaces. But would they want to go to those spaces if they work? In um, I, like I don't know. I haven't. I think a lot of gay person, but a lot of it does saying, come down to choice. It don't come. It does come Individual. down to choice, but I think there should always. Always be an option. Yes, like I agree. like in the article, it references um, what the is it not cafeteria? It's what is it? Sandwich. Compton's is it Compton's yes, for Compton's. the trans woman of color? Yes. Um, think about how important that is in this day and age I in agree. that movement. And the same when I say why the ballroom community is so important for the same right. Because you you're, I know. you're deflecting, but I'm, what I'm telling you is that's why I think it's so important because without those spaces. 
that is a big part of our community. I agree. You have to agree. I, I, I like agree. Hell's Kitchen would not be Hell's Kitchen without the no, without the bars and the thing. Do you? Because you seem like you didn't really give a damn. I mean, look, I'm the one that goes to these things every weekend. It's true. I, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I am a big fan of gay bars. I actually went to a straight bar the other day. Okay. And I was like, huh, this feels weird. Why did um, it feel weird? It just to felt you? unnatural. Like not unnatural, just like oh, this is strange. Like I definitely had like in my head like this is so weird. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to think where I was. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Um, but another point that I do want to say is very important for these gay spaces is, didn't shoot me for bringing it back to this, but uh, it's uh, very important for HIV and HIV prevention. A, the gay, these spaces? Yeah, gay bars. To exist? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so you're in... This is... I'm not against the gay bar. I'm not one of these... You didn't seem like it. <laughs> I give them a lot of money. Believe me, I pay a lot of oh, money. Oh, get me. You're one of those people. I give them a lot of money. I hate people that do shit No, like I'm just that. supporting them. I, I give you out of money. Whatever. Oh, I okay. I've never been to a gay bar. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been to all the major gay bars prior to you. You know, I've been out, been out for a long time. I've been to therapy. What's the one across from therapy? Oh. Oh, Industry. you don't know it? Industry, yes. I've been to... <laughs> Isn't there a piano part too? Isn't there the one that's day? on the corner of your road? The one that I invited I you to Hill. the other day and I'm you fell asleep? I've been to Stonewall. I've been to Stonehill. Okay. I'll <laughs> did yourself. I promise you. Okay. I have been to probably everyone once, but I just am not trying to. You know what the, my favorite one of all of those is? Is the boxers? The boxers, the one where the, all the men are topless wearing red shorts. That's terrible. But what I do love about bar. it, it is a sports bar. The only thing I hate is that they gave me my wine in a plastic cup. Anyway, I digress. Back to you. <laughs> well, back to HIV prevention. And STI prevention, a lot of uh, these places have condoms at easy access. Um, you can pick them up on the some places on the actual bar. Okay. Um, which is great, because a lot of people are too embarrassed to go to the doctors to get condoms. Okay. Um, you also have a lot of... And one of my friends works in HIV prevention. He goes on these, not even to gay bars, but to heterosexual bars... Seeks like ask people you know in a conversation are you gay uh-huh. and obviously it's a lot easier in a gay space but it happens in other places and they ask them about questions about prep etc in the clubs in the clubs yes clubs. he just speaks he's a straight guy and obviously he's a what he's a great guy like great. Very, I thought you said a straight guy I was like oh this no he's gay okay. but he's very like easy to speak to and he goes up to people he's sober um, so he's not drunk when he's there and he just questions people about information that people wouldn't necessarily be willing to give in other spaces. So that is very important. Okay. And they also have flyers up. Um, flyers. Flyers. It's like you said flies. They have flies as well in some. <laughs> um, but that's true. Also, like, there's one gay bar that I went to in New York City, which I kind of like because it preserves it to be like the 1970s, called oh. the Cock. The I have been there before. Really? I have. That's where they come out with the leather. It's very leather driven. No, that's Eagle. Are you sure? The cock is an orgy. I'm sorry, what? It's essentially an orgy. Oh, no, I'm not Like, I was uncomfortable when I was there. It's in East Village. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, take it. And I've been to um, the place over there, the block. Eastern Block. Eastern Block, Eastern yes. Block's all right. So I've been to all, I've been to quite a few things here. I don't have to prove anything to you. The fact that you have to say, look, I've been to that, but I love <laughs> them. I know, it's like having a black friend. I have a black friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I think that's kind of nice because when I went to the cock, even though I hated it, didn't touch anyone, I was like, this is kind of nice. This is like seeing what it was like in the 1970s. 
like this mass of people all just like having sex on the dance floor but like open and then somebody would put their phone out and the bouncer would be like if you want to make a porno go to your home this is a private space oh see so that's nice yes. <laughs> um which um pl- oh you already say which ones you love the most right yes um yes but <laughs> um I also think that um, there's a lot of gentrification which pushes out gay things, and I think this is touching on a larger issue. Exactly. So he actually, which actually, did he mention that? I thought that was my end point. Um, actually, did I get it from him? You're gonna give advocate their their props. He actually mentions um, oh, gentrification that. throughout the art. <laughs> shady, you real shady. Maybe I did without paying attention, which is why I got the idea. Um, yes. When they were speaking about the Stud Collective, um, they were talking about how they negotiated to decrease the rent and everything. And this is something I found interesting that um, he was quoted, we need to be legislatively protecting our historic neighborhoods and that's dense, complicated work. We want to be a resource to help our queer communities in other cities to do that work. And as a national and worldwide community, we need to be investing our money into helping queer nonprofits acquire land in our neighborhoods. That was not the point I was going to make. That was by Nate Albee. But, oh, no, this is this was the point. To realtors and developers, minority businesses are often seen as blight. A gay bar or a Latino venue where Latin music is being played or a bar that's a historic place for African Americans to congregate, I'd say that completely wrong, they think they bring down the value of the neighborhood um, just by their existence. And also rents so I, just go up. Oh, oh, I guess you didn't find any importance <laughs> in that that I just read. Oh, rents go up. <laughs> that's what you have to say to that. It's just what the, I think that's awful and I think it's that true. it's terrible that like the value goes down, oh, because black or yes. brown people go you can there. See it. it's true. I think that's the bigger fucking issue there. I wonder what the issue looks like in California, in uh, San Francisco, like how white San Francisco is. I have no idea. I've never been. Well, it's pretty white, but that's why. Again, I shout out to Nate Albee for affecting change, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speaking of people we love, did you have anything else no. before I get into our new segment get called the, Listener Love? Get into the love. So, Listener Love—that's our new segment. But we got some feedback from a listener in North Carolina. Did you know he's from North yeah, Carolina? Yeah, which is great. Which it really and he didn't even listen to it because he knew you were from North Carolina. I'm sorry? He didn't come because he wanted to just be like, oh, there's a North Carolina gay living the gay life in New York. I want to go and listen to him. I'm sure that's what it was. No, like. I was saying he didn't come to it for that reason. Oh, got you, got you. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so this week's listener love goes out to Joseph Burton. His Instagram name is is it H at J Burton B U R T O N ninety six, and he sent me this really cute message. Um, saying I had surgery last Wednesday and I've been on bed rest ever since so I've been listening to your podcast and I love it so shout out to Joseph Burton and we wish you a speedy recovery um yes we really appreciate it um no we wish him a speedy recovery 
and we really appreciate it. <laughs> and we really, uh, and we really just want listening to me. No, and we really appreciate you listening. That means the world to us, and we do this for you. And you inspired me when I got the message from Andrew Michelson, who is a friend of ours who listens to the podcast and always promotes it via his social media channels. Um, he sent it to me, and it really like made my I got it right before I went to sleep, and I woke up very inspired. So I just want to thank you for that. Um, is there something else you wanted to add? Um, always feel free to tell us if you like us or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't get as much Twitter feedback as I would like. So I would love um, to hear more from you guys, whether it be negative or positive. Um, I don't know if I would include you on my listener love if it is negative, but I'll also give you a shout out. For um, listener hate. <laughs> no longer welcome. Um, anything else you have to say, Boris, before we go? No. Great, that's the first. Um, well, I will be sure to um, link the article. We'll link the article Do you via have Twitter. Else you want to say? I don't think so. I think I said all I needed to say. I will start to support my gay establishment. Come um, to a gay bar with me. Come on my birthday. I'll take you to a gay bar. <sighs> there you go. Whatever. It comes out. <laughs> um, again, shout out to the advocate. You told me that The Advocate was really great on their articles I early the on. Advocate. And I was reading another publication, which I forgot. I think it was LGBT Nation, Nation which yeah. is very, like, a quicker. But mm-hmm. I have really been appreciating Advocate's Advocate's Um And they I'll be again. Um, I'm obsessed with you. So... That is all. Until next week, please hit us up on Twitter at The Privy Podcast. Yes. And that is it. And that is it. Peacing out. Peacing out. Goodbye.